All right, let's try this out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. This is how I'm testing my mic working in the levels. Happy birthday to you. Level 40 has been reached. <laughs> Level 40 has been reached. <laughs> Increase XP. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and have that be our introduction for today. Um, this is Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, as always, is... Patrick Terry. Good evening, and happy bir- birthday, even though it's yesterday, but happy birthday. Thank you. Level 40. Level has 40. Been reached. <laughs> has been reached. Welcome to the club. Yes. My friend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand this hill to which they speak of. Mm-hmm. Um, from when you hit 40, you're then over the hill, but um, I think yeah. that's been moved since life expectancy has gotten longer. Right. Um yeah, I felt the same at 40 than I did at 30. Um, just maybe with a more, few more creaks. In right. It, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so about the same, too. Yep, yep. Uh, the only thing different, uh, when I turned 30, my metabolism, my metabolism dropped like a hammer. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it since. <laughs> uh, 40, didn't, nothing like that occurred. Yeah. So that's, I guess, a plus. Maintained. <laughs> yeah, maintained. Indeed. So, uh, hey man, uh, what's new? Well, other than celebrating birthday yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, normal, just going to work. Uh, I did have a day off on Thursday, so I took that time to get my license renewed. Oh boy. Um, I didn't do the, the live ID. I didn't do that yet because I didn't have uh, one of the documents needed to get that taken care of, but I do have to October to get that up to speed. Okay. But oh. I was only there maybe an hour and a half, which I thought I was going to be there all day. Oh, I did it. Not sure it's got a kiosk. Yeah. It's just yeah, so kiosk. That's, so that's I what I did. Kiosk um, shit. Did the kiosk and just wait to take the picture. And yeah. Boom. That was it. Got there done. by 9.30. Was out a little after 11. Okay. So not I mean, bad. all things considering. Right. You're right. <laughs> Actually, there was one in Antioch, which I didn't know existed. Uh, I usually go out to Hart Lane, but went to the one in Antioch and cool. All right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, the only one I ever knew of was either, uh, yeah, it's just the one over in West because I didn't know where any of the other ones were. Yeah. So I went there for the longest time for anything. So I was like, oh, I can go to these other. All right. Yeah. Yep. That's a much better idea. And then um, later that evening, went to uh, first time home buyers class and just um, got some information on that. Okay. So, you know, get some info because getting close to time to. Uh, try to get back to doing that okay yeah. right on cool man anything else um that's about it you know birthday went to a movie which i'll discuss later and then um went out to eat with some friends at uh rafferty's had a good meal okay. watched the titans put a, oh yeah put a whomping on the ravens there you go going to the afc championship so hopefully this will lead to them Hopefully, maybe another Super Bowl berth, or they got to play the Kansas City Chiefs, and they put a stomping on the Texans. So we'll see how that how that goes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God, my Facebook feed is going to be ridiculous <laughs> that day. Yes. From people, from my Missouri friends rooting for the Chiefs, and everybody here rooting for the Titans. It's going to be. A, it's good to not have to root for either one. That's <laughs> like the beauty of being a college, you know, college sports guy. You yeah. Just, just watch everybody else, and then just root for your favorite players that went to went to Mizzou. So, golly, uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Although, uh, 
Odds are in Kansas City's favor because, uh, yeah. like I told you, uh, the president more or less endorsed the Titans. Well, I mean, wished them good luck and told them good. Yeah. They had a good game, and um, pretty much anybody he's endorsed has lost. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I think might have, cur- might have cursed him. And I think before the Ravens game, Drake had endorsed the Ravens, so that kind of hurt them too. Oh, <laughs> Drake doing endorse? He's Canadian. <laughs> I'm just saying he shouldn't he endorse like the LD Woods or something. Usually don't do well, <laughs> so yeah. that kind of worked in our favor. <laughs> yeah. Also, the Alouettes is a Canadian football team. It's Montreal. I only know that because Michael Sam went there to go play when. The NFL decided they didn't want a gay football player. So, ah, whatever, right. whatever. So, <laughs> he played there for one or two seasons. Cool. All right, well, let's see. Um, I went back to Missouri last weekend because uh, we were originally going to start doing weekly until I told you I had to go out of town for the weekend. Um, my 93-year-old grandfather is not – is kind of taking a turn for the worse. Uh, he's – uh, not, I mean, he's okay, but he's not in super great shape. Um, he was in the hospital for a week, almost a week and a half. Um, so I went down to try and go help, uh, be kind of go help, uh, my mom, my grandmother out and kind of hang out with him. Uh, he's got Parkin got diagnosed Parkinson's dementia. So, and, uh, amongst his, uh, you know, other stuff. And uh, also apparently got diagnosed with pneumonia as well. Um, so they uh, at least got him out of the hospital and got him to a nursing home. So he's there now. He has good days and bad days. So that's more or less the Cliff Notes version of my trip. Uh, and that and my mom bought me 12 bottles of wine. So uh, it's, it was nice to bring back. Um, oh, yeah. They're all from a winery outside of Columbia, Missouri called uh, Les Bourgeois. It's in Rocheport, uh, which uh, myself and my ex-wife used to go to when we were living in Columbia, Missouri. We'd go there and and drink some of that and uh, kind of got the only place we could find it now is whenever we go back home. So mom hooked us up right. or hooked me up and I'm going to be nice because I'm good at sharing. I'm going to share some with her. So uh, let her have a couple. So I ended up watching the Golden Globes. Actually, my mom recorded the Golden Globes because I wasn't able to. I tried watching it in the hospital room, but um, right. my grandfather was having an episode. So he uh, he was the only time in 42 years of my life that he's ever um, yelled at me. Um, but it wasn't him. So it's the disease. So I was, you know, I didn't take it personal or anything, but I, it, uh, that night was kind of hard anyways. Um, but he, uh, but I wasn't really able to watch it. So my mom, uh, thankfully recorded it. And then her and I watched it later. And I got to watch it on fast forward cause I'd already seen who won. I didn't really need to hear the speeches, but, uh, this kind of also kind of gets us into, uh, segueing, I guess, in a way to, um, the, uh, 77th Golden Globes. To which me, you, and only one other person did picks for. Which, come on, people, we need to step that up and need more participation uh, for the next ones. Even if you don't think you know who guess. is going to win, just guess. I mean, this is my argument with people that when I try to get them involved and in wanting to do like an Oscar pool mm-hmm. that'll be coming up, you know, I'm like, well, 
you know, like, well, I don't go see a whole lot of movies. And? Right. You know, I said, well, okay, but you do a bracket every year for March Madness. You don't watch all 65 teams the entire season, do you? No, you guess, don't you? Yeah. And you still have fun. It's the same thing. Same thing. Because most of the movies that's been And there's only about 20-something categories, so there's even less for you to have to pick. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, this is just true. my point to try and get y'all to, try and get more people to get involved. Yeah. So, we'll, I'll get the, and we'll even get the, uh, the, I guess not really brackets, the, uh, ballots, ballots out on our pay, on our Facebook fan page, uh, so everybody has enough time. And we'll kind of talk about the other award shows that are coming up here and just here later in the episode. Um, but getting into that, I was able to kind of keep track. Um, on my ballot, I had 10 out of 25, which right. uh, I, for me, I wish I'd, you know, I wanted always five more. Right. If I was about 15, I wouldn't have felt, or even 17, I wouldn't have felt so bad. But 10, I, I, I kind of felt like I, you know. <laughs> But a lot of it was TV that I'm not that I have stuff that I hadn't seen. Um, not really the movies, you know, were much better. But I always had a better idea at guessing, or always having stronger opinions about some. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you did worse than I did, <laughs> and you've seen more movies than me, which goes into how that could kind of play as a detriment by yeah. seeing too many. Yeah, but most of the movies that were either were um, nominated, I hadn't even seen. And that's true too. Yeah. So, well, you and I will probably do better with the Razzies. <laughs> oh yeah, <coughs> which you don't even get to vote for. They're just you know, at least I don't think so. We'll have to look into that. Well, yeah, we'll look into that. I want to see how much see if we do better with the with the bad movies than we do with the you know the uh, quality ones. Right. Uh, we'll get to talk about a Razzie. Uh, one up for the Razzies. And I, I would say he'd probably the leading favorite for it uh, later on. Okay. But yeah, so uh, real quick, uh, 1917 scored Best Picture. Uh, we're just going to cover the movies. We won't cover the TV because, yeah, it's a movie podcast. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, I think, was no shocker that he was going to win Best Actor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just... Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood won Best Picture Musical or Comedy. I really don't didn't see it as a comedy. It had some comedic moments. Didn't see it as a comedy. Definitely not a musical. Yeah. I think Rocketman should have kind of won over that. Either that or Dolomite is my name. Yeah. But I was smart and picked it anyways because it's an homage to Hollywood. And they, well, it's an homage to Hollywood and they eat that shit up. So. Yeah. Um, Sam Mendes won for Best Director. Uh Quentin Tarantino, best screenplay, also the worst speech yeah. uh, of the night. <laughs> I'm like, how is a man that won for a screenplay not be able to give a coherent, halfway decent speech? He's famous for his writing, not his speaking. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to punch him in the face. I even told my mom that. I said, I've never wanted to punch somebody in the face <laughs> more than I've wanted to punch him. But anyways, uh, Parasite won for best foreign language film, which... That still is my favorite category out of the Golden Globes because Farewell was amazing. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see the French version of Les Mis. Pangoria here is supposed to be phenomenal. Same thing for Portrait of a Lady on Fire and then Parasite. Like that's some strong films. So um, come Oscar time, I'm sure that's going to not change much. Um, right. They'll probably still be just as strong. And 
uh, let's see here. Uh, Taron Edgerton went for Rocketman, which I'm perfectly okay with because I thought he was phenomenal. Um, I was kind of hoping Eddie Murphy would win, but that's okay. Um, Renee Zellweger won for Judy for her portrayal of Judy Garland. Sure. I haven't seen it. It's at Redbox, but I haven't been able to get myself to want to check it out yet. Yeah. Too many other things to see in theaters that I'd rather see than see that one. I could just kind of go with and go, yeah, from the trailer, from what I could tell, yeah, it looks good. Uh, Aquafina won for The Farewell. I was super excited for that. Um, I was, yeah, I was super excited. I was so glad she won for that. And then Missing Link won for Animated Feature. If if anybody picked that, I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit because I guarantee the only people that picked it were the two people that stood up on that stage to accept the award. Yeah. I thought for sure Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it won because that means stop um, stop motion animation movie one, which I'm all for because yeah. it's so long and takes it's so intricate and so hard to make, and so I'm all for it. Um, I thought for sure Toy Story four because as we have both talked about, Frozen two has no place. They just oh, it's Pixar, so we better put it in there. No, no, not really. Uh, Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He gave a shout-out to his parents in the Ozarks. Yeah, that was cool. Which is funny because that's where I was when I was watching it. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I'm going to go knock on their door and tell them. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know where they live. It's okay. Um, let's see. Laura Dern won for Marriage Story, which that's a good pick. Uh, no complaints there. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the, the lady's name. I didn't even know it was a lady until she went up and accepted the word. Hildur Gutenberger, burger, burger, bork, bork, bork. Um, <laughs> one for Joker. <laughs> I can't. I, music. Yeah, I was like, I can't even try and pronounce that. Uh, then uh, Elton John song, one for best music uh, original song. Just good. It's really about the only one that should. Yeah. Same thing for the Oscars. It'll be the only one that should. Uh, and that's it. So that's where we're at. Um, oh. After we're done talking, we'll have to we'll go over the SAG nominations because we have to make our picks because that's going to be a week from tonight, so Sunday the nineteenth. I believe it is. Hold on, I wrote it down. It's going to be the SAG awards will be the nineteenth, seven p.m. on TNT. So if you are wanting to catch that. It's a little more fun, a little more laid back. Even the Oscars. Or that's kind of one thing about the Golden Globes. It used to be the more laid back version of the Oscars where everybody goes up with their drink and it's half tipsy. No. Now it's kind of gotten a little... This, this, this year seemed a little more serious. More serious than it usually is. So I found that interesting. Um, Ricky Gervais was fine. I mean... He does this little thing, and he, you know, and it goes I mean, he's on. Been there five times, so it's like it's no, yeah, it's <laughs> not like they don't know what they're getting. Right. Uh, I did see the announcement though. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are coming back to host it next year. Cool. So yeah, always cool. So I'm very excited about that. So it should be interesting, nonetheless. Um, I guess with that being said. I'll let you start, because we are, we both know when I get to talking about cats, it's gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna take a minute. 
So, yes, please. By all means, I'm going to save my air and let you talk. All right. I have quite a few. Talk about five movies. I'm going to try to run through them real quick. but Take uh, as much time as you need. We could always split up into two parts. Yeah. Um, but uh, the first movie that I saw I'm going to talk about is uh, Uncut Gems, which is a movie starring Adam Sandler. Uh, it's a crime thriller and drama released... Um, Nationwide, December 25th, 2019. Starring Adam Sandler, Lakeith Stanfield, Julia Fox. You got uh, Adina Menzel, Kevin Garnett. Who actually, All right, KG. Actually, didn't do too bad playing himself. Some people play themselves <laughs> and they do horrible. Uh, Mike Frantz, I guess it's Francesa. And uh, Eric hmm, Bogosian. Sure. Or Bogosian. Yeah. Bogosian. Okay. Bogosian. Yeah, no, he's very famous uh, okay. stage. In film, but yeah, there's okay. a lot of theater. All right. Uh, it was directed by <clears throat> the Safdie the Safdie brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have five other films to their credit. Uh, quote from this is, uh, "You're taking my money all over town, placing bets." That's basically describing Adam Sandler's character, who's he's a uh, jeweler in New York City, and he has a horrible gambling problem. Uh, he's gone so far as taking money that he owes people and placing high-risk bets or even taking items that people give him in the jewelry shop, pawning them, getting money, and placing bets. So it's basically him just making dumb decisions. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you, you, you kind of want to root for him, and you kind of just want to just take him and just shake, shake him like, like what is wrong with you? <laughs> I won't hit a woman, but I'll <laughs> shake the shit out of her, that whole Chris Rock bit. Right. Um, he has a family. So he's married, wife, I think two or three kids, and he also has a girlfriend. Of course he does. Yes, which is played by Julia Fox. Okay. Which is not a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, that's basically just following him. Uh, he, he's got some, some uh, people he owes money, trying to get money from him, but he keeps dodging them, you know, just, just doing whatever he can to keep them kind of distracted and at bay while he tries to place these high-stake bets. So hopefully get that big payout so he can not only pay them back but have something for himself. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, it's set in 2012. And uh, and here Kevin Garnett is basically 2012 taking place during the Celtics and Sixers um, Eastern Conference or Eastern Conference semifinals. And um, apparently um, Adam Sandler's character who is Howard Rat- uh, Ratner orders a uncut gem that was discovered in uh, Africa. And um, so he loans it to Kevin Garnett because he's like, I feel something with it. So he lets him hold it, and he holds Kevin Garnett's championship ring. And during a game, he just has the best game ever. So he wants to buy it from him. So the reason why he ordered the gym is because he feels it's going to go for at least a million or whatever. So he has an auction. But it's just a bunch of crazy stuff. Because of that game, Kevin Garnett don't want to give it back. <laughs> he just wants to buy straight Right. Up. But he's trying to hold it out so he can get that big payoff for the auction. But um, it was, a, I mean, the performances were good. I like Adam Sandler's serious. I'm kind of over the comedy and rom-com stuff. Yeah. But him serious, I think that's pretty good. That's, that's good for yep. him. Um, or just comedians, period, playing serious roles. It's good. Good yep. look. Uh, yeah, did you ever watch uh, Punch Drunk Love, Paul Thomas Anderson film? I've heard of it, but I have not watched it. Late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, that's great, Adam Sandler. Serious. 
Okay. It's some a little bit funny, not. It's so dark. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's got some quirks, and so it's that used to be really him being around people's not. Not good. It's just not. He's just not uh, super person. great. Yeah, it's just not. He's socially awkward. I guess is a good okay. way to put it. And then he meets a. You know, he meets this girl he wants to have a relationship with, but he doesn't really know how to have one. <laughs> um, it's it's really interesting. All I can think of is a scene in which someone blindsides them at an intersection when they're in the car, and he absolutely loses his shit. Mm. And I love. I, I was like, I love. It's it's a dark scene, but I loved every minute of it because it's so it's so not him. Yeah. And uh, it's one of, actually, it's uh, actress Mary Lynn Ricecope's first feature film. Um, she'd done a lot of stand-up comedy. And then when they, uh, when the guy that created 24 saw her in that movie, he wanted her to play, that's where she got the job to play, or where she got hired to play Chloe on 24. That's cool. So, yeah, yeah. So, and then she's gone on to do other stuff. Uh, she's been filming in, in Atlanta uh, for an action movie. I'm trying to reach out so I can try and get her to come on. <laughs> right. Um, anyways. So for this movie, I, there was no no budget information, so I don't know what right. the budget was. But so far, it's made a little over uh, $43 million. Okay. It has to, you would imagine it's probably low. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it, it was... It, it looked like it was maybe $10, 15000000 million. Maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. you know Saturn were probably took a cut... And apparently, oh yeah, also this movie, I think 10 years ago he got offered this movie, but apparently he never he never got to him, like his agent. or. Oh, agent. yeah. And then eventually he got to He's, talk to the Safety brothers and they got this done. So, but it might be good. Maybe 10 years ago it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I, don't, I don't think it would have been as well received. Yeah. Plus he's, God, he got stuck in all those damn Netflix movies. Yeah. And that's probably all his agent's fault, I would think. Well, not all, but I would say he had a good, probably had a good say in it, though. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's that movie. Okay. I'm, I still want to go see it. I can't. Yeah. It's I mean, it looks, it looks, it. it looks so good. Yeah. Because at first I was like, because I was seeing the advertisement saying, oh, it's one of the best films of 2019. Yeah. I read. I, I, that's I, all marketing. <laughs> like, I heard it wrong. Because I thought I was saying it was the best but I'm just saying yeah. it ranks as one of the best. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I can see it being one of the best. So, but um, yeah, worth seeing, worth checking out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, the next movie is the first movie that I watched this year. All right. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Starting off with a bang. Uh, the Grudge. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, condolences. Yeah. So. Also your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural horror film released January 3rd of this year, uh, starring Andrea Riseborough. Got uh, Damien, crap, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Damien Beach or Beachy. Okay, how do you spell it? Uh, last name is B I C H I E or Bichet. So actually, it's B I C H I T. What'd you call me? <laughs> um, John Cho okay. which I feel like his yeah. talent was wasted in this yeah um, he's still searching 
Uh, Betty Gilpin, uh, Lynn Shea, and uh, Jack Weaver. Directed by Nicholas Pesh. Uh, last movie was uh, Eyes of the Eyes of My Mother and Piercing. I've heard Eyes of My Mother is supposed to be good, but I've not seen it. I've not seen advertisement or anything. Yeah, I don't know about it. Uh, but it was produced by Sam Raimi. Sigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it has a budget of $10 million, which I guess it's a horror movie, so that's kind of normal. It's a low budget. Yeah. Uh, with a box office so far forty nine million, so they're probably gonna do more with this. <laughs> uh, so there may be another release. You never know. I mean, money's are cheap. So the movie is told in a non chronological format. Gotcha. So it's three timelines. You got two thousand four, two thousand five, and two thousand six is more of the current where everything kind of plays out from. Okay. Uh, you have um, <laughs> for two thousand five. Let me see. <clears throat> 2004, you follow the um, Landers and the Spencers. Okay. Well, just like the grudge, you know, it's like a curse. Like people die in a house, and there's a curse where if you go in the house, curse follows you and you die. So it's doing that instead of the VHS tape? I, yeah. So I think, because I remember how the intro of the original went. The um, This starts off with someone from America who's watching the family in this house in Japan. She's leaving because she's seen some weird, weird, crazy stuff. Yeah. But the name she mentioned of who she's calling is the same name of a employee from the original grudge. Gotcha. So I'm thinking this is kind of just taken from that moment and like a spinoff, I guess, maybe. Or of a different storyline. Right. Um, yeah, so she goes home, gets back with her family, and apparently this curse kind of drops her nuts and things happen. Okay. Uh, 2005 follows the Mathesons, which are, it's like an older couple, and they live in this same house where the uh, Landers live, which was the lady coming from Japan, and and then 2006 is the more current storyline, the Muldoons, it's uh, a cop who just moved to town, and they come across this car in the woods with a body that's dead, but it's linked to this house. And so she's kind of going, um, doing an investigation to figure out why this body's here, what happened. But bottom line, this movie was boring. <laughs> it was boring. Like, the more I'm trying to talk through my notes, like, it's just, yeah, avoid it. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I'll just go with my cons. Like, I didn't like it overall because I found it boring and a bit confusing with how they handled the time jumping. Yeah. Because at some point I was kind of like, okay, which year is this? <laughs> I don't know if we're 2005 or we current. Yeah. It was just, meh. And, um, but I will say, like a pro, they had a good kind of, kind of premise they could have kind of worked with. Right. Instead of it following the people that were cursed and seeing how this curse affects them, it was following the cops that were investigating. Oh, okay. And, you know, like it was a couple scenes where it's like, it kind of feels like Resident Evil, like a scene from a Resident Evil yeah. game or Silent Hill. I was like, okay, that's cool. But then it just kind of meandered. Just Boring. A lot of dialogue that was just. Ugh. <laughs> this is another movie that I was like, I'm ready to walk out of. <laughs> but, well, um, so you got your first uh, first movie to put on your worst list for 2020. Yeah, yeah. right out the door. <laughs> well, but uh, another positive is lack of find. The scares that were there were pretty decent. Yeah, it's just overall 
it's not worth going through everything to get to right and then it's on barely 90 minutes so short so Oof. so yeah yeah that's a skip <laughs> yeah i think i maybe i don't think i've had i don't think my experience was as bad as yours with your movie i'll have to actually see that to see <laughs> Um, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, see it, no, please. So, find something better to do with your time. Next movie, Bombshell. All right, good to see that. Now, I know this was in the news, everything that was going on. Yep, with the storyline. I didn't know much about it, right? I don't know anything because I don't watch news, I don't keep up with politics. So, right, right, everything that I watched was kind of new. To so, me. it felt fresh, yeah, it's very fresh. All right, cool. So, it's a biographical drama. Yep. It had limited release December 13th, and then a worldwide release December 20th. Um, you got Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie. And then as far as supporting actors, you have John Lithgow, which you can barely recognize him yeah. <laughs> with the makeup. And then um, uh, Kate McKinnon, Connie Britton, Malcolm McDowell, and Allison Janney. Okay, good solid um, cast. Directed by Jay Roach. Yep. Good. Um, Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks, which is a pretty funny movie, but he's best known for Meet the Parents and Austin Powers films. Okay, go on. Uh, so the movie had a budget of $32 million, and so far it's grossed uh, $29 million. So it's kind of getting close to that budget. Uh, Corden, I got this info off of uh, Wiki. So the story is based on accounts of several women at Fox News who said to Exposed CEO Roger Ailes, played by John Lithgow, right. for sexual harassment. That's what, uh, not to cut you off, but that's what Russell Crowe won for, playing Roger Ailes. And the, basically the cable, or I think it's HBO movie version. But anyways, but that's what Russell Crowe won for. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. That's cool. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So it's basically three stories here. We got one following, uh, Megan Kelly, played by Charlize Theron, and her beef with Donald Trump yeah. uh, during the uh, 2016 Republican debate. And then another story follows Gretchen Carlson, played by Nicole Kidman. And basically she was once a, on a popular program, Fox and Friends, and then later she got removed from the show and placed in a, like a, she got demoted basically. Non, Non-primetime show. Yeah, and then just wasn't as popular. And she released, received a lot of... Um, I guess harassment, sexual content, you know, off and on the air right. type things. And then our um, third story is by is from Kayla Pospisi, which I think is a character made for the movie. It is. Uh, is that Margot Robbie's character? Yeah, Margot yeah, Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her character was compiled of three or four staffers that worked mm-hmm. at uh, Fox News, and they just take lump them together more or less to create that character is okay. what they did from what I've read at least okay and uh, she's basically the newcomer to Fox and uh, she starts off working for Carlson and then later moves to work for Bill O'Reilly for the O'Reilly Factor and um, she's pretty naive to what's yeah. going on around and so it's basically when it hits that the CEO is being sued for harassment. The thought was, okay, I'm gonna sue, and then other people will come forward, and you know, but but it basically just follows that. I don't want to 
Okay, yeah. You know, it's a movie. Some people don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Right, right, right. But if you watch the news, you know pretty much how things played out. And uh, But the performance were pretty strong. And um, it was fresh because I don't really keep up with a lot of the politics. Right. Which is what I mentioned before. But it was pretty good. I liked it very much. Okay. Did, was it... Was it like a straight drama? Was there some humor in it? I mean, some kind of levity, you know, some sort of levity. Pretty balanced, you know. Okay. Yeah. You know, you can, um, you know, some emotion for some scenes. Yeah. Humor in there. It was just a nice little flow. Um. Is it one of those you can see why Margot Robbie got nominated? Because you know she's. We'll cover this, but she got nominated. She's nominated twice for SAG Awards. For that and the turn or the other one. Like yeah. Supporting role. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she did pretty good. She did pretty good. Because Nicole got nominated for uh, act- lead actress. Lead actress. I mean, I'd say yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to give hard hitting <laughs> questions. <laughs> I promise. I was trying to think, like, you know, I mean, she she did pretty good. Okay. You know, she she had some some scenes where she had to kind of show some emotion, and it was believable. It wasn't just like she phoned it in. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So next one, another biographical drama, Richard Jewell. Oh boy. Yeah, this was one I was kind of hesitant on because I'd heard some some bad, some negative things. Like, yeah. You know the the budget was forty five million and apparently it's only made back twenty six. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie because it's not bringing in the money, but um, it's not marketed super well. Yeah. Um, for one. Yeah. Uh, so it had a, a release at the AFI Fest November 20th. Yeah. And then a wider release December 13th. Uh, you have Paul Walker Hauser as Richard Jewell. Yep. He, also, he, oh, he was, sorry, he was in, uh, for anybody that saw I, Tanya, he played the bumbling idiot that, <laughs> I can't think of his name, but he was like the idiot that kept thinking he, he, uh, he kept trying to tell, uh, she was his name, uh, Tanya Harding's idiot, uh, boyfriend, husband, uh, John Gooley, that he like knew special ops people cause he's been deep undercover, but you could tell he's one of those guys that tells people those things, but doesn't know anything about it other than what he's writing books and seen on TV. Yeah. Freaking amazing performance. I absolutely loved him in it. Because he's such an idiot, and you just kind of want to <laughs> shake him. Because, <laughs> but he's so funny and so great. Anyways, go ahead, go on. I... See, we also have uh, Sam Rockwell, Kathy Bates, uh, John Hamm, and Olivia Wilde. It's directed by Clint Eastwood. So, <laughs> it's either hit or miss. Not, not many hits lately, but no. yeah. I think he got, I think he got it with this one. Uh, so the story itself is based on a Vanity Fair article from 97 titled American Nightmare, the uh, Ballad of Richard Jewell by Mark, shoot, I wrote that too small, Marie, Marie something. Okay. <laughs> and um, the 2019 book, The Suspect, an Olympic bombing, the FBI, the media, and Richard Jewell, the man called in the middle by Kent Alexander. Uh, <clears throat> both pretty much cover the 96 bombing that took place in Atlanta, Georgia during the uh, Olympics at Centennial <coughs> Park there. 
And um, basically, as seen in the trailer, you see Richard Jewell is praised as a hero because you know he saved some people's lives, even though some people were hurt, a couple had died. But then later, an article from Atlanta Journal Constitution released an article that kind of changed the dynamics because they got a tip from someone was able to get information out of an FBI agent about their implicating Richard Jewell as the person who set the bomb as like a a cop wannabe cop that wants to get praise right. for this and get his job because it starts off and shows him working in a um, law firm as just like a stock boy gotcha and um he later wants to be a police officer and the character played by Sam Rockwell just pretty much gives him money said don't don't be an asshole you know if you become a cop don't be that and then does show him how he does kind of let it go to his head you know gets the position kind of yeah. you know gets beside himself a little bit and um, <clears throat> so some of that information comes out. It's like, well, okay, so maybe because of this past that he has, this is why he did this to try to get notoriety to get his job back. Right. And, uh, I mean, they take him through it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they pretty much ruined his life. It just, just shows how things were different then because it was the media, newspapers. If social, well, social media wasn't as big then. Well, social media wasn't uh, even around really uh but internet was still in its infancy and cable news was starting to really become a a major thing so you know you got to fill 24 hours right somehow and this is how they do it they hype up stories and it wasn't so much about truth it's more just oh we got facts we got well we got (laughs) to fill and we've got to fill 24 hours of news instead of just an hour or even 30 minutes so yeah yeah, they, I mean, they pretty much took him through it, through the ringer. Um, they just set him as like he's a lone bomber, and he fit the description of other lone bombers, so he must right. be doing it the same Well, thing. and that's right around the time, too, if you think about it. When that occurred, what was that, 96? Mm-hmm. So you got to think about it. I mean, you had, at that point, you'd had uh, Oklahoma City. You'd had Ruby Ridge. I mean, you've had all these domestic terrorist activities that had happened within anywhere between what two two and four years uh, yeah. between those two you know just those two or three events and then uh, in the world trade attempted with uh, you know uh, with those idiots so with the with the van right so and that's where they started putting up all of those pillars in front of buildings now that's actually what started that uh, especially in front of government buildings so yeah so I mean you have to figure it, he does actually kind of fit the description of, and Waco. I forgot about Waco too. I mean, he fits the description of all of those type of people. So I could see where at least the government would kind of think that because we weren't really as concerned about about foreign terrorism right. then as we are now. True. Um, domestic terrorism was the, you know, I still think probably is more hurtful than, or more, you know, not hurtful, but it's more, prevalent i guess you know we just focused on the foreign you know yeah but yeah especially back in the late night you know the early to mid 90s especially uh that was kind of an issue so i could kind of see see that yeah this this past didn't help him either because no he did exactly what the guy told him not to do came asshole just let let it go to his head and we know a few of those (laughs) in our own in our own department yeah (laughs) (laughs) But um, as far as the performances go, I can see why Kathy Bates got 
nominated yeah. for her supporting actress role, and um, just even the lead. Everybody in there did a good, good job. As far as okay, and like I know there's a couple moments with Kathy Bates' character. She was real emotional. I got a little into it. I was like, oh man, okay, because like, I just felt right. Like, that you know, so like, this is a dude that was just trying to do his job, and now first he's a hero. Someone offers him to do book job, book deal. Yeah, and then next thing you know, boom! Now you're public enemy number one now. So. Just only imagine how that would be. Uh, the last movie for for me. So, do you think that'd be... I was trying to put it... trying to think of how to word this question. Mm-hmm. So, do you think I would enjoy seeing this in the theater, or do you think I would probably would enjoy it more if I just waited until it came out on Redbox? You'd probably enjoy more. Uh, getting it from their box. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to see this in the theater. Yeah. It's not one of those where you just gotta see it's, it. It's not a rush out and go see it, but no. it is. It's it, definitely worth seeing. Okay. All right. I'm gonna hold you to that. So when I rent it at Redbox and I don't like it, I'm gonna come at you. Because what I did. I'll be like, thank you for always saving me. So I, I, I wasn't sure about house. this movie. Yeah. So I have two YouTubers who I watch. Okay. And I watched their review of it. Yeah. And this is the first time I've watched them to see if I'd want to watch it. Okay. They both said the same thing. It's good worth watching buying on blu-ray or they gave it like a b plus so i was like okay it kind of eased my concern so that's when i went to see it right after i got my license renewed i said Let me okay. go ahead and check it out all right so okay but my opinion but still if you end up watching don't like it come at just whatever <laughs> You got your two cents right here, bud. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised because I was—I really was just gonna just skip it completely. Yeah, and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, 1917. Oh yes. Uh, this movie had a budget of 100 million. So far, it's made back 60 Wait, million. Just 100 million? Yeah, just. Oh, I'm sorry. You threw me <laughs> off on that one. I was expecting 100 what million? Yeah. Oh no, just 100. Oh, okay. And then apparently filming took place from October 2019 to June 2019. So it was only like three months. Wait a minute. It's either June or July. How did... Where they, where they did the filming. June or July to October. It just said... Well, I, I may... I, what I read, it said October... It said April till June. Oh, okay. April I thought last. you... I no. swore I heard you said October to June. I may have. So that's April, what's like. April, I was like April to June. Okay, I was like three months. I was like, that's a that's miraculous how they did that. Um, never been able to <laughs> filming backwards. <laughs> Just picturing all the movie stills going in. <laughs> Everybody's running backwards I instead of forwards. This picture, we, we shot it in reverse. Yep. <laughs> no, um, this is how we're gonna win awards because nobody's ever filmed it like this. <laughs> all right, so all right. it's uh, a war film. It premiered on December 4th at the 2019 Royal Film Performance, which is a trademark event owned by the film and TV charity. And uh, these events showcase a major film premiere, and it's attended by members of the British family, British royal family. So that's what split them up. (laughs) (laughs) And then a limited release in the U.S. and Canada on December 25th of 2019. And uh, these releases allowed it to be eligible for 2020 awards. Gotcha. Which, of course, it won Best Picture for a Golden Globe. <clears throat> and um, 
<clears throat> not getting a wide release until January 10th of this year, which is two couple, couple days ago. And um, so the two, star, two stars of the film, you have uh, George McKee and Dean Charles Chapman. <clears throat> uh, Benedict Cumberbatch does make an appearance. Yeah. And uh, it's directed by Sam Mendes, uh, known for American Beauty, Jarhead, uh, Skyfall and Spectra, both Bond movies. Yep. And then the film is based in part on stories that Sam Mendes's grandfather shared with him about two young British soldiers given a mission to deliver a message which warns of an ambush and for the uh, Devonshire reg Regiment to call off their attack on German forces who feigned a retreat. <laughs> Basically, if they attack, then... We're done it's, for. It's, it's, so the mission here is to get to them in time before they decide to go forward with the attack and prevent losing, I think it was like 1,600 men. Okay. So... The main reason I wanted to see it, because I was, I was going to skip this too, because war movies aren't my thing. Gotcha. But the main reason was because the way they shot the film was to make it look like one continuous right. flow. And they did pretty good. <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, Roger see, Deakins is the man. He was beautifully shot. He is the man. Uh, his cinematography is just, yeah, definitely one of my favorite cinematographers. So, yeah. I just haven't had time to go see it. Or, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to be there, because, yeah, i got to see how... It's amazing this looks because just from the opening shot to the end and I watched a video before that kind of showing how you know yeah they have techniques where they do hide the edits they do yeah. edit it but they hide it so I was watching trying to see so I noticed about four or five where I could see where they may have did the edit at but it was just still seamless and uh, another movie that kind of did the same thing was um well not kind of they did the same thing uh Birdman Yep. Yeah. Birdman was good doing that. Um, yeah. So just based on that, I'm happy I saw that. <laughs> yeah. How was the sound and sound editing and all that? Uh, sound pretty good. Uh, you know, you had the explosions, gunshot. There was um, even some of the, I was a picture I wanted to take, but I couldn't get my camera out in time. Just, it was, they showed an image of when the character standing in the dark and they had fire everywhere. Just, just. Got it. Eliminated. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Tell me, Roger. So, did you ever watch uh, Blade Runner, the newest one, twenty forty nine? I got it, but I hadn't watched it yet. You should watch it when you get time, because <clears throat> excuse me, the person that did the cinematography for nineteen seventeen mm -hmm. did it for the newest Blade Runner and won for won an Oscar for for best cinematography for that movie. Okay, I picked him to win it for that movie. He was not the favorite yeah, to win, but he won. <clears throat> but he won. And I honestly, because it was hard because I wanted to choose Roma for literally everything. Oh, wait, no, that was the year before. That was the year of Shape of Water and all that. So, anyways, um, yeah, I totally had him picked. Like, I was like, he's going to win. I don't, I may not be certain about any of these other movies, but I know he's going to win for this because right. this movie is beautifully shot. Um, but, yeah, it's like everything from start to finish looks gorgeous and, it's like, seamless. Like, it's, yeah, it's... So I'm like, yeah, I'm on. Yeah. So there's no way he's not going to win. And I was right. He won. So I won a few others that, that night, too. I didn't. I actually did pretty good that year. Yeah. Last year, I did okay. I was I was so on the Roma. Like, everything. I picked Roma to win everything. And the hardest thing for me to choose was whether it's going to win Best Foreign Language Film or Best Foreign Language Film and Best Picture 
or if it was just going to win Best Picture, but not Foreign Language Film, because it was nominated for both. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to choose for both, but I was like, no, I won't choose. Just do Foreign Language Film, because I don't think it's, I don't remember another movie that's won Foreign Language and Best Picture. Right. Usually it's one or the other. But it's deserved both, that's for sure. Yeah. But so that's you? That's all I have for Oh, man. <laughs> well, we're already cutting it close. This might, I'm going to try not to be too long, but that's going to be difficult. So um, we'll just try not to... I'll just try not to go over too much. Um, so first, we'll go to the positive. Yes. York and I went and saw Star Wars. So yes. technically, I'm putting my two cents in, but... Yeah, whatever. It's our show. We can format it however the hell we want. <laughs> there we go. Um, but we went and did the 4DX. I had never done the 4DX. So this is me trying to explain to Yorick that, hey, thank you for agreeing to go see Star Wars a second time because he'd already seen it with his mom. Right. Thank you for agreeing to go see And he was he still had one more day before he went back to school. I was like, thank you for wanting to go see this. Hey, when we go see this, we're going to do it the right way. He's like, what do you mean? I said, we're going to go see it in 4DX. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm not exactly 100% sure, but this is the way Patrick describes it as somebody that's Gone and seen a couple of movies this way. Now, I'm picturing the seating. I'm picturing it like a pod, like you sit in like a pod, like it's like almost like it's enclosed. For this movie would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. It was you know it's for basically uh, for those that were like me and have not seen this. Uh, basically, what they do is they take four seats that are. They're done in sets, so it's like it's still like theater seats, but they're raised up. They sit up a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. You kind of actually have to step onto your seat. Um, so there's a set of four, and then they do have cup holders. They don't have any place to put your food, and you kind of need if you get food, you kind of need to sit on the floor. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Yeah. That's just that's just how it's gonna. I mean, I found out the hard <laughs> way. Depend on the movie. Eat yes. Before the movie starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did not have time. So we got chicken strips and popcorn. Ah, okay. We ate enough before the movie that, um, or at least before the 4DX kicked in. Yeah. We then set the, I told York I was going to set the popcorn down on the floor because it was going to fall on my lap. I already knew. Um, so I was like, oh, because York was like, I thought you said they're going to be like little pot. And I'm like, that's what I kind of figured, but I guess not. So anyway, so we get in our seats, which were kind of hard to find. Because we've never done it. It's not lit the same way or numbered the same True. way. Yeah. Uh, we finally figured it out. No worries. And then we sat down when the previews came. And it was in real 3D also. I noticed they did that for, for Star Wars. So I'm, I'm definitely yes. I'm probably going to see it again. Dude, if you can, so I'm, I'm telling you. They think they're doing it till the 15th. I'm off Tuesday. Okay. So they're doing. So this is like, imagine like going to either Disney or Universal and if you've been to Universal long enough or uh, far enough back that they had the Back to the Future ride, oh yeah, I think it's Jurassic Park now, but I think it was uh, it's Universal or at least it was Back to the Future. It's the closest thing I could relate it to. The Back to the Future ride is basically what it reminded me of, but in three D. Okay. Except you know the seats that you sit in move and do all that, go up and down, do all this, do all that stuff, um, but it's in three. This is in three D. So I'll post a video uh, to our Facebook page and to our website because I'm getting, I'm slowly but surely getting our website updated. I'm about halfway done. Uh, I'm hoping to get done either tonight or at least early tomorrow. Um, 
get it all finally fully caught up. But I I'd had to. I was trying to explain this to my mom when I went. When I was back back home last weekend, and so I found a YouTube video that shows exactly how it does it, okay. like three D anim- like it shows the animation type of type of uh, example, and uh, and so I'm gonna have to post. I'm gonna find that video and post that so that everybody can kind of get an idea. So when before they go in to go to one of these, they have a better idea than I did right. before going in. So. I can really speak to the 4DX better than I can speak to the movie. The reason for that is because I think the 4DX had a lot more to do with how much I enjoyed the movie. Because usually, you know, like I tell you, I usually like to go see a movie firsthand before I go see one with with whatever gimmick they have going on. Yeah. But for this one, I kind of wanted to take York so that way he would be more interested in going. Um. So yeah, these seats move back and forth, uh, side to side, kind of move you forward, kind of move you, recline you back. Uh, they have little shoots of wind that kind of go by your ear. Um, they have if the seats vi- the seat and back of the chair vibrate, and they have like like I call them like massagers that kind of pop out. Oh, somebody gets thrown to the ground. Well, in this case, back. if the force gets used. Oh. And shove somebody up against a wall. Thump, thump, you feel it in your back. I think I just actually spit across the wall. I didn't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, and if it rains, there's a couple of droplets that come down. Yeah. Plus, there's mist that will shoot out from the set of seats that are in front of you. They shoot out from the back of those seats. So it's just mist. You really don't get that wet. And there's like a little tingle or something that swipes across your ankles. Didn't experience that. Yeah. Before, so that was kind of weird. Kind of, it doesn't feel like someone's grabbing your ankles, but it feels like there's like something coming across your ankles. Okay. It's kind of, it's really kind of weird. <laughs> kind of a weird feeling. Um, they do have strobes uh, on the sides of the theater, but they're very faint, and you kind of always see them in your peripheral. So if you have, uh, have or know anybody that suffers from like seizures or whatever, I don't think it's enough to really throw them into one. Yeah. At least not the strobes. I mean, maybe everything else combined might. Um, if you get motion sickness pretty fairly easily, I wouldn't recommend this at all. Um, <coughs> which is why I don't think. That's why I don't think my wife would like it. She would like it for about ten minutes, and I think she'd be like, "Okay, I'm good." Yeah. I think if they had like a row down, to, kind of more towards the front that didn't have those. So if you got tired of it, you can always move forward and then be like, "Okay, I'm good." That's cool. You know what I mean? It's like I think that would be all right, or that I think that would be good because that way, or because they have a, a way you can um, turn the water effects off. Right, your chair. you turn the water. Maybe have off. a way you can just turn the effects off of your chair from moving at all. Right. Yeah. So it'd be hard to do with a set of four. But I think it's just—is it like two together that move, or is no? It's all four. Four row. Yeah, it's oh, okay. it's four, four per section. I okay. think there's right. four sections. I think. Yeah. Um. But watching this movie, which is full of, you know, freaking plane chases, people running, people fighting. Oh, and there's fog. I forgot the fog at the front of the theater. Yeah. Um, there's that as well. So this movie is like, it's like a two-hour ride, more or less. <clears throat> and it's, I mean, I had a blast yeah. watching it. Um, York, I shit you not. At some point in the movie, he fell asleep. His head was laying on the armrest. 
Wow. I'm like, I'm looking over. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you asleep? I was like, I, how, dude? And I just kind of rubbed aside and everything. I'm just like, I don't know if the rocking put him to sleep. Yeah. But literally, there's so much noise and other stuff going on. He did try to argue with me at the end of the movie that someone was kicking the seat. I go, dude, that's impossible. <laughs> no, dad, someone was totally kicking my seat. I'm like, bro. It was the seat. <laughs> it was the seat. I said, there's no... I said there is glass, or at least you know there's there's a barricade between the row and the seat in front of you or behind you. I said they, there's no way someone could have kicked you. I said if so, they would have had to have extremely long legs and and be able to kick through the barricade just to kick your seat. Well, it felt like someone was kicking. Well, that was just the seat, man. That's part of the thing. They're kicking you with the force. Yeah. I said, but did you enjoy it? Yeah. It was cool. I'm like, all right. And I know Norway doesn't like 3D, but this is the real 3D, so it has the actually sunglasses that fit. Yeah. And they have them in the kid sizes, so, you know, they fit him good, fit him well. Plus, we sat in the middle, so we had the perfect oh, yeah. 3D. Um, as far as the story, it was fine. I, mean, it was, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from it. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to go see it again in 2D, just kind of. Have a better have that balance, <laughs> so you yeah, know if you like the balance it, of my like force. Like yeah, I mean, I think it wrapped up fine. Yeah, uh, I was in obviously, I was entertained, fucking was on a ride for two hours, but it was, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was good. York liked it seeing it a second time for the and he was only asleep maybe five minutes. I don't think he was maybe 10 tops. I have a two, a little over two hour movie, right? Yeah, so but he had fun. He, he, uh, I told him, I said, man, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely coming back here to see uh, Top Gun in 40X. I hope they put it. Cause I, I noticed oh. Bad Boys is not in 40X, which I was like, why not? Because it's going to be a lot of yeah. drive, you know. Well, what if hardships. they put 1917 in 40X? It is. I oh, think. is it? I just I didn't know that till after I watched it. Oh, I might go. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, that I'm might be check, cool. I think it, I think it <clears> is in that format. That might be fun. But no, I had, a, I had an absolute blast watching that movie like that. And that's exactly kind of how I was hoping it would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, it was a little dark. There's a couple of scary moments. Uh, if your kids have seen, if any of our listeners' kids have seen uh, any of the other Star Wars, I don't think they'll be any more scared than they've, than any of, you know, there's nothing really that scary. Palpatine might creep you out. He creeped me out when I first saw him in Return. The lighting effects so, on him in this one was just like it's like demonic, normal. But yeah, he could be <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and yes, Palpatine is. It's not really a big spoiler. I mean, it's it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. You hear his voice. He's in it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna tell you how or why or any of that. That's for you to figure out, find out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for what I do, when I did understand because of Carrie Fisher's death, they had to work the plot around like her plot around the scenes that they had already shot so there really wasn't much for her to do because she wasn't around to do more for her character right for what they did yeah which which was fine it's just they couldn't really do much more and it kind of made it a little incomplete but i mean what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. 
So, but it's it was entertaining. It was fine. Is it my favorite? No, of course not. Um, is it my least favorite? Nope. Hard to beat those prequels. Those will hands down always be my least favorite. Yeah. Um, it's it's in the middle. Yeah. The cameos I enjoyed. Um, but it's yeah, it's, I would put it in the middle. I'm still trying to figure out what I have a problem with with Last Jedi. I've I've tried rewatching it a couple times, just trying to figure out going. There's just something about this one that I'm not enjoying as much as I did Force Awakens. I just don't think it's maybe as witty. There's not as much of the kind of banter and humor in it like there was in that one. But out of of this set of trilogy, yeah, Force Awakens is still my favorite. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's because it had Han Solo in it and Chewie, and they still had their banter and everything in their wittiness. Even Finn and... uh, Ray in Force Awakens was more fun to watch than. Yeah, it just didn't seem like. I mean, their their chemistry wasn't as good good as it was after Force Awakens. Yeah, through the rest. Just, I mean, it was better in this last one, but yeah, it's still just still wasn't as. Something was missing. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> are you really friends? I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's what. I from, know it happens, but it's like it was just too. It was more yeah. than what you would. Yeah, think. <laughs> I was happy with raised with the. <clears throat> the way Ray's story ended in yeah. this one, not so much with Finn's, because I think his is still incomplete. Yeah, they kind of left out. They kind of like they, they had them set up after Force Awakens, but they didn't really do much. Right, and then had two movies, and then didn't just really explain much at all, and then just kind of left you with more questions for him. Yeah. Poe, they really didn't do much. They really didn't have a. I don't want to say conclusion, but they really didn't do much for his ending either. <laughs> no. um, which, that kind of bothered me a little bit. But I was more concerned about... I had more questions about Finn than I did about anybody else when the movie ended. Yeah. So, huh, that kind of bothered me. But everything else I I thought ended fine. Like, I think I was like, okay, that's um, these are satisfying endings except for these two guys. Yeah. Everybody else, you know, sure. I mean, it could have been, you know, had a different director for... Last Jedi. You're right. And, you know, some of the things set up in Force Awakens weren't really expanded upon somewhere. Right. And um, I guess this one, Kylo Ren had the better arc of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. But, yeah, questions were answered and then questions were posed. <laughs> it's <laughs> then not answered. That's kind of irritating, but it's yeah. all right. I mean, it is what it is. There's probably a book coming out. Oh, <laughs> probably. Or already out. Yeah. <laughs> coming soon to Disney Plus. Probably not. Anyways. Obi Wan show coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. I did. I did see where there'd probably be either a side movie. Yeah. Or a series from a couple from at least one character. I think they might do something. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Is it Zuri? Zori? The one that Carrie they Russell's character? Uh, Pose? Da, 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 da. Pose, not girlfriend, girlfriend? Well, her and then the one that was talking to Lando at the end. Because he was asking her what, oh, what's yeah. her story. And like, I yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Finn's not love interest, love interest. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't set up anything, because they didn't try to expand upon it. No, just there. It's like, yeah, just there, you know. We're just, yeah. Maybe they're Allow us to introduce for... more characters that. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll do something with it. Get flushed out. Yeah. yeah. We'll just leave it there. 
it's there. I promise I enjoyed this movie, but I also had problems with it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's... pick the mess out of it, but I didn't mess with my enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's still good. Okay. For those of you that are following our following our uh, social medias, you will kind of you already know I have now officially officially fulfilled my obligation of taking one for the team. Everyone knows, well, most people know. I'm the per- Patrick doesn't do war movies, and he also doesn't do musicals really. Mm. Okay, so those are the two I don't mind watching. Although the more you talk about this, is coming kind of like no, don't do it. I will slap your wrist, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you go see it anyways. And I'll be like, listen, I told you so, bro. I don't know. What, I can't help you. If you won't listen to me, I don't know who will. All right, so let's go ahead and delve into it. I went, I went and saw Cats. I went and saw Cats on a Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Why at 10 p.m.? Because there was no 9 p.m. showings. Yeah. Or so. I was mad before going into this movie because it started at 10 o'clock at night. Started off I, on a good, good note. Yeah. Again, uh, I do live five minutes away from a movie theater, so it's not that far of a drive, which helps. Right. However, my movie theater does not serve alcohol. All the other, re- excuse me, all the other Regal cinemas that I go to serve alcohol. I was not very happy when I showed up and for once actually wanted to purchase alcohol to see a movie that needs alcohol to watch. Good tip. Yep. <laughs> I was not happy. I knew I wouldn't be able to sneak in one, which is... Um, I mean, by that I mean I would not be able to sneak in a bottle of wine. So <laughs> I thought maybe if I showed them my when I showed them my ticket and had the bottle of wine in hand, they would be like, "Oh, well, yeah, that's fine, man. Go ahead, you're good. You're good. Just one bottle, though." Like, yeah, I got to drive home. Unless you're gonna drive me home. Um, yeah, uh, this. Definitely. So instead, I got an energy drink to keep my ass awake for this movie that's an hour and 50 minutes long. You'll be shocked, shocked to hear this. I had a private screening. <laughs> wow. I was the only person in this theater on a Wednesday night at 10 p.m. I'm pretty sure, as some others probably thought, this might be a cry for help. It was not a cry for help. It was me fulfilling an obligation. You didn't feel, hear any weird chants going on in the background as you watched? No, because there's nobody else in the theater <laughs> to do said weird, do said chants. Um, all right. <clears throat> so, Cats. Coming in at a uh, hour and 50 minutes. Budget $95 million. Domestically, as of two days ago, uh, coming in $25 million. Worldwide has made $55 million. Yep. It's not doing good. I'm sure most of that's first week. <laughs> if, I don't, or critics. <laughs> true, true. Um, or people like me. I don't know. Um, it was directed by Tom Hooper. Let me tell you all the movies Tom Hooper has done that have been amazing. He did The Danish Girl with uh, Eddie Redmayne, where he played the where Eddie Redmayne uh was a male one to be a girl cross-dressed in the 1940s somewhere around there 
So very scandal. Anyways, I think he even got a nomination for it. Uh, Eddie Redmayne did. He did. He directed Way Miz the musical, so that might be how he got Cats, where Russell Crowe sang and Russell Crowe, who is a singer, has a band or had a band. I have two of their albums. <laughs> did not do good singing in that movie. Mm. I don't know what happened. Anyways, <laughs> the movie's not bad though. I still liked Way Miz because it's my favorite musical too. I kind of gave Anne Hath- I was okay with Anne Hathaway in that one, even though she won for Best Supporting Actress. Anyways, uh, he directed The King's Speech, where Colin Firth plays the King of England who has a stuttering problem, and Jeffrey Rush is his linguistics coach to help him get over a stuttering as the country's about to go on the break of war. Very good movie. I think that was York's action. I think technically that was York's first movie. Hmm. I think so, because I think Beth and I took him to go see that. And I think he had a blowout on the way home when we got stuck in traffic. Damn. Yeah, and had to pull over in McDonald's. It was it was bad. Oh, my God, it was one of his worst. Oof. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be glad that I said that for everybody to hear. Not embarrassed at all. And then he directed The Damn United with Michael Sheen about the English soccer team. Very good movie. Those are the great movies he's done. What the hell happened with this one? I'm not sure. So just to kind of give you the star-studded power of people that I'm hoping had to confi- had to fulfill contracts, uh, include Jennifer Hudson, Taylor Swift, uh, or Tay-Tay, or in our house, we don't care, Tay-Tay. Um, <laughs> see, Jason Derulo, who got mad because they CGI'd out his crotch, or his bulge, I mean. Yep, that's a fact. That wow. is a wow, piece wow. of trivia nobody wants to know. Wow. But I, since I heard it, I'm going to make your bales here. <laughs> James Corden, who is the British Kevin Kevin Hart and slash The Rock that says no to nothing. Just takes everything. Yep. Uh, Rebel Wilson, who uh, we know can sing from all the Pitch Perfect movies, and yeah. is actually a decent actress. True. But she's in this. is not just, uh. <laughs> Francesca Hayward, who is an actual ballet dancer. She plays kind of, I guess, there is a lead, the lead character in this. Okay. Um, Idris Elba, uh, who plays the villain, McCavity. Uh, Serene McKellen. Ray Winstone, a.k.a. Punisher Warzone, Ray Winstone. No, wait. That's Ray Stevenson. Get those two confused every single time. Um, he Ray Winstone usually plays a bad guy. Okay. Whatever kind of British role, he's a bad guy. Um, and then Dame Judi Dench, who is in this, I guarantee, only because she, when the original production of Cats came out in the 80s, she was... Bill to do, she's playing uh, two roles. I'm trying to remember what they are now. I think I wrote them down. Um, but she was set to play two roles in the original production of Cats and then fell ill and was not able to and actually had to bow out of the cast. Wow. Yeah. Due to illness. So, the, yeah, she's playing two roles and they had to find two understudies to take over. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why she's in this movie. 
I hope that's the only reason why she's in this movie. Um, so this movie is originally set to be tradition to have been done traditionally animated. Okay. Why they deviated from it? Let me tell you why. Because Tom Hooper signed on to direct. Otherwise, it was going to be animated. I think this movie would have served better had it been animated. Yeah. Because the sort of stuff they kind of did in the movie, I think, would get they would get more of a pass. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, Because animation, you can get away with a lot more, and it could seem more whimsical, more fun. Right. This movie was neither of those things. It tried to be whimsical. I'm not sure where the fun was, but it tried to be whimsical. I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) Um, So two days after the release, Universal announced a new version with updated CGI. DLC? Yeah. (laughs) Two days after the release. Wow. That's not good. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you know which version you watched? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was it the original? Or was I'm gonna, it the, well, if it's two days after release, I definitely saw the, the, the new with the updated okay. CGI. Um, one week after it's released, it was revealed that Tom Hooper edited and recut the film after being panned by critics. So there's even a different version. Yeah. Wow. So this can be like Blade Runner, like the first Blade Runner. There's like the original, or uh, Apocalypse Now, where it's like, you know, the the second cut, director's cut. The true cut. The, the uh, cut. yeah, final cut, final director's cut. It's going to have like five or different, wow. different ones. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> Why did I not like this movie? Okay. One of the things that irritated me. So this... For people that don't know anything about cats, um, let me kind of help you out. So I actually saw cats. Uh, Mom took me to go see it when they came through town back in Springfield, Missouri, for people so people don't confuse which Springfield. Yeah. Um, the Simpsons weren't there, so no. Um, <laughs> so I went and saw it then, it was the first time. I really bet the only thing I kind of remember from it was during the famous song Memory. There's a part where she kind of belt the uh, Grizzilla uh, belts out apart and says, touch me. My mom reached over and grabbed my arm. I about jumped three feet out of my chair. <laughs> I was in, I think I was in high school. I think it was maybe freshman. I about jumped three feet in the air when she did that. It scared the hell out of me. Um, to this day, that's my biggest memory. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, from that. So, the <coughs> excuse me. So the musical is based on a collection of poems by T. S. Eliot. Okay. And I forgot the original title. It's actually fairly long. It's not just called Cats. Hmm. Uh so the movie, much like the musical, follows along this one cat that gets dumped off in this area and uh gets introduced to very various different types of various different cats each cat has its own song because it's a collection of poems right the poems were just translated into lyrics which then become music and so they don't update anything it's literally the songs they don't update the dialogue they keep that the same they don't update the music the music is still the same still sells Still sounds like 80s synthesizers. Plus the little 
plus the like 80s guitars mixed in with synthesizers and it's not even like in a cool kind of way yeah because it's still a musical so it's still mixed in with like orchestra and stuff right and it just does not if this came out in 1980 whatever it would be amazing i'm sure because obviously the effects would be amazing yeah the music would be more appropriate three quarters of the act sorry 90 percent of the actors wouldn't be born yet <laughs> true <laughs> i'm not i'm just I'm not trying to dog anybody. I'm just trying to state facts. This cast is young. We, you and I are, well, you're obviously not 40, so I'm 42, so, yeah. I'm just now there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, there's a lot of fairly, so the cats themselves don't, they're a mixture. They're like human cats. It's, so they have human faces, but have the makeup of cats. Their bodies are cats, except for their hands Sorry, they're sorry uh, for. I know this is an audio medium. I'm doing air quotes. Their paws are still hands. They still look like hands. They did not try and use this updated CGI to make them pause. Hmm. So the screenshot I took and sent to you where it says hands. (laughs) Their feet, still feet. Not, Not cat paws or cat feet. Whatever you want. Still paws, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason Drill getting upset that they CGI'd out his bulge. I mean, what else were they going to do? So, anyways, they there's a scene which is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling it for anybody. Not that this should really <laughs> you should want me to spoil it, but I'm not. I'm still not going to because some people want to go see. I mean, may not want to. There are still some people that might be like, God, if it's this bad, I kind of need to see it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where you're at. <laughs> that's why. I, not like I just, yeah, I'm interested. And I was just like, it's one of those, it's probably one of the, like Troll 2 type movies where it's just like, yeah, it's. I'll take Troll 2 any day of the week twice on Sunday. That's only seeing the trailer. Speaking of which, yeah. I'm kind of glad you brought that up because that made me think of this. Okay. So going in, and this is sidetracking, but. This whole thing is more of a rant instead of a review anyways. <laughs> um, which is why I refilled my wine. Because I knew I was, we were getting ready to start this. And I figure if I'm not going to have wine to go watch the movie, I'm sure as hell going to have it to talk about said movie. <laughs> so this, so before the movie, I'm like, okay, who's this movie for? Is this for people that like musicals? It's not really, because it's a movie that's about a musical that's over 30 years old. Right. It is the second longest running musical on Broadway. Or was before it ended. Because it's not currently running anymore. So one, who is this movie for? Which is always one of my questions I always ask when I go see a movie. Generally, you're going to answer it within the first couple of minutes. Right. But when it can't, I look at what previews were showing. Okay. What kind of... what? Who do the who do the uh, movie theaters think this movie is for? Because that's they collect the trailers and they obviously put they're going to put kids movie trailers. They're going to put Trolls Two in front of Bad Boys. You know what I mean? Right. They'll put I don't know. They'll put The Grudge in front of you know, or something like that. Yeah. They'll put more of an adult you know movies for adults for adult movies, kids movies, and family movies for in that. 
all were either kids or family, or quote-unquote for family. So I think one of the pictures you showed me, I saw Sonic. So yeah, so Sonic was on there because they're trying to show for everybody because they really need somebody to go watch it after having to redo the animation for it. Yeah. So there was that. There was a a faith-based movie, faith-based autobiography movie uh, with the dude from Archie playing a Christian music singer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, and a couple other kids' movies and The Call of the Wild, which I guess will be a family movie. Uh, yeah. So it's supposed to technically, I guess, from that I was trying to draw, I was able to draw upon, this is supposed to be a family-style movie. Yeah. Do not take your family to go see this, please. If you feel like you should, go see it first and then make your decision after that. And then be like, maybe we'll just red box it. Yeah. At least that way you can do other stuff while it's on. So, there is a scene where Rebel Wilson's character, Jenny Any Dots. Jenny Any Dots. One word, though. It doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to. Jason Derulo's character is Rum Tug Tugger. Take that that how you want it to. That's his legit name in the. Run that's his kick. Yep. And he's the flirt. His, Shocker. And he likes to flirt. And he had his stuff CGI'd off. Yep. He had his rum tug tugger CGI'd <laughs> off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Don't laugh at that. Uh, we're not. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care. Um, <laughs> so, Jenny, any dots. I so stupid saying it's that. It's not like ice cream. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, God. This fucking movie. Um, There's a scene where she has her musical number. She's singing, and then she takes a zipper, as if it were like a cartoon, zips off her cat skin, pulls it off, and she has like a bikini over more cat skin. Like like she's almost like she's wearing like a onesie, takes it off, and to to reveal she's actually just wearing... Like a bikini under her actual, over her actual skin. Okay. <laughs> so the best way, as I text you, because you're damn right, I, I was texting your ass during this movie, because who else, who's going to go complain other than me? And what really were they going to complain about other than the movie? Yeah. So I was telling you, it's like as if Hannibal Lecter peeled off someone's skin and then wore it for their face. That's that's essentially what just happened in this movie. During a musical number. Wow. Oh, oh my God. I didn't even tell you there's dancing cockroaches in this movie. And then she eats the dan- one of the dancing cockroaches a couple of times, different times. Wow. What the fuck is going on with this movie? I think I'm probably going to go see this. <laughs> just because it's so bad. There's a scene, so Idris Elba plays McCavity. McCavity is dressed like a pimp. He's got kind of a pimp hat on. His pimp coat is made of fur. Mind you, these are cats that have fur wearing coats with fur. Where are they getting this fur? Are they killing other cats and then skinning them and making coats out of this? What is this movie, Patrick? What did you make me go see? I don't know. I'm... Uh. 
Because I'm sitting here just going, this, what is, uh, who decided this was a good idea? All the different, (laughs) just bump my mic. All the fabrics all in all the world for them to choose from, they're going to go with fur for cats. Maybe it's bear. <laughs> it's not bear. Trust me, because it matches. Oh, I'm like, well, maybe man. they should shed, and then they just... Or they cough up they cough up hairballs, and then they just put the hairball... I don't know, man. But I'm here to tell you, dude. I really want... Like, I'm like, you know what? I might be pleasantly surprised. Like, everybody else might hate this. I might be like... This might be a guilty pleasure for me because maybe I'll just end up liking it and, you know, maybe Taylor Swift won't completely annoy me like she does. <laughs> no, bro. I mean, this entire... I mean, thankfully, she wasn't in it enough to really bother me, but she plays essentially a flirtatious person, a flirtatious version of a hype man. Yep. She is McCavity's hype man. Wow. Because she kind of appears towards the end of the movie. I forgot. All right. Forgot her character because I don't care enough. Um, but she comes down from the ceiling on. Because uh, they're in the, At this point, they're actually in a the theater. And uh, she comes down and this moon and is singing the song. Uh, let's see here. Bomber. Bombarina. Bombarina is Tay-Tay's character's name okay. and I'm saying that with two glasses of wine and just <laughs> um, okay. and just talking about singing the song about McCavity and McCavity you know basically everybody loves McCavity and then, but she's like being all like uber flirtatious about it and then he shows up and then she's like yeah so that's so under the family under the parental guidance <laughs> where it says sex and nudity moderate I'm like, there's no nudity. I mean, I guess technically the cats are nude, but I mean, no actual nudity that would even be mild. I mean, it'd be none, I I would say. So when you go under that and actually look under it on, this is on IMDb, under the parent's guide, it actually says moderate. So I'm like, well, I got to read this for damn sure. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I was like, the hell is going on? And then... And I sent you the screenshot because I had to take it. And then I circled it. Frightening slash intense scenes, colon, severe. Yeah. The most honest thing about this movie. Right there. It's frightening and intense because this movie is just disturbing. From a family movie's level, it is disturbing. And... The songs are great. I mean, I like the musical enough. Enough. It's not my favorite. It's not my least favorite, but it's definitely not my favorite. It's fine. It's based on... I wish they would have updated this so bad. Yeah. Like, at least update the music if you're going to do nothing else with at least the lyrics that make a little more sense. Might have helped it, I guess. Yeah. It, everything else could kind of... I don't want to say kind of be forgiven, but... Because that's a lot of directorial choices. Yeah. Going into it because most of it's green. I mean, that's the other thing. This CGI is so bad. I'm not bad. It's just there's too much. There's not enough practical. The one thing I loved about Star Wars, at least this new trilogy, is that they've been smart enough to incorporate a lot of practicality with special effects. Right. A lot of practical effects with special effects, puppets, whatnot. Yeah. They're able to incorporate a lot of real things. Not everything shot on the damn green screen. 
This is all on a green screen stage. Aren't they like supposed to be cats or small? Yeah, to the and then everything the... else the world around is huge. Okay. But you can still do that with practical effects. True. They did it. They've done it for 30 years before, or in longer than that. Um, if they could have Lily Tomlin sitting on a ginormous rocking chair on a TV show, they could do that for this movie. True. Or was it Carol Burnett? It's one of the two of them. Yeah, I think it was on Carol Burnett's show, though. Maybe Carol Burnett. Yeah. yeah, I think it was on the Carol Burnett show. Um, and I remember seeing that. Uh, yep, I'm showing my age. It's okay. I don't mind. Um, so, compliments about this. Something positive. Jennifer Hudson did something different. Or at least did... She always sang memory very well, because mm. it's J-Hud, so... You know, she couldn't screw this that up. Um, although Grizabella wearing again tattered fur coat still was disturbing. Um, but she wasn't in it that much. Kind of usually working, watching everybody else. But her song was at least well done. Um, the Francesca uh, Hayward, who played the lead, I actually didn't, I didn't dislike her. Um, she was kind of naive because she was new, and yeah. so she kind of was able to. She obviously was one. You could tell the ones that have actually had prior dance experience versus the ones that had to learn. Right. Um, so I thought she was good. Um, everybody else. Man, I hope they fulfill their. I hope they fulfilled their contracts. Oh, do you think this movie could hurt some people that started this? <laughs> it ain't gonna help. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that much. Yeah. Um. Any careers that may. Have been I don't think so. Time? I mean, really, anymore. <laughs> anymore, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I. Th- I think Tom Hooper will get another. I think he'll bounce back with another good film. It just won't be a musical. Yeah. I don't see him doing Starlight Express. Although that one might actually be good. Especially if they actually do do it. Do do it. (laughs) If they actually make that one animated. Because Starlight Express is about trains. Racing. Okay. They did that one on roller skates. I actually really liked that one. Because I was young when I saw that one. Because we saw that one in Dallas, I remember. I don't remember the music very much. But I remember everyone being on roller skates doing cool tricks and stuff. And I thought that was awesome because I was able to do some decent tricks on roller skates when I was a kid. Okay, I could still do a few things here and there, but not very much. <laughs> um, anyways, but I think he'll bounce back fine. I don't, I mean, Judy Dench and Ian McKellen, you really think their careers are, Well, he the made younger, the good wire the, too. The younger ones, not the Hudson, no, she'll be fine. <clears throat> if it if, if Taylor Swift's not in another movie, it's not going to hurt my feelings any. Um, sorry, I just don't. We live in Nashville, so we don't care about Taylor yeah. <laughs> like everybody else does. So that, maybe that's part of it. I like Rebel Wilson; she'll be fine. They'll still give her roles. Um, Jason Derulo, not hurting my feelings if he doesn't. Ray Winston will still make be a bad guy in other movies. Idris Elba, you really think Black Superman's gonna really? Nah. I'm Black Superman. I was waiting for him to bust that. I go. I saw him at the end, and kind of the way he. The way his character's 
kind of ended. And I was like, you know, this is the last scene you see him in. And I'm like, hmm. I guess Black Superman, I guess he isn't. So, <laughs> it's a call back to Hobson Shoffer if you saw it. Anyways, um, I think it'll be fine. It uh, That movie's just rough. It's going to win. The, it's going to sweep the Razzies. If it doesn't, I will be highly surprised. That but you've amazing. got your... Hey, you've got your movie. You got your first movie for worst of the year. I've definitely got mine. Oh, yeah, I've legit cool. been arguing with Ruth over whether or not I've gotten retinal cat scratch fever minus the fever. <laughs> my eyes are swelling. I mean, it's, uh, I've got other issues, but that could just be allergies. Worst thing with mine, I just got bored. You, you hit some. I had I had through it psychological <laughs> issues, and that is kind of a reminder. You know, if you if you are going through some sort of depression or traumatic experience, um, please seek out your your employer's uh, employee assistance program if you have an EAP. Oh yeah, um, it could be about anything. Uh, it doesn't just have to be about cats. <laughs> um, but seriously, if you are experiencing anything that or know somebody who is, please recommend that. Um, we are definitely uh, definitely uh, people that would suggest that. That's somebody, that's somebody like me that's used it a couple of times and has been very helpful. Please uh, encourage that to your friends and family if they need it. So, um, God, we need to talk about sex, but we're running late, so we may just have to do a mini on that one. Uh, so, real quick, uh, to kind of wrap it up because we're already at, we're already over because I had to go rant about bloody cats. Um, real quick, there's a new Birds of Prey um, and the Emancipation of the Fantabulous Harley Quinn. God, I hope I got that title right. Anyways, it's a new one. It's actually really good. I really like it. Um, I hope it's good. Yeah, that's all I want. Just, just be a good movie. Just, I just want it to be entertaining. Yeah. Don't want it to be another Suicide Squad. I'll be fine. Mm. Or just as, just, Yeah. Anyways, just be fun. Just be fun. Yeah. Um, did you ever see the horror movie The Boy? I did not. Okay, neither did I, because that's not my kind of movie. Creepy Doll. Okay. So, you know, that, that's a creepy doll movie. That's one for the strange south to watch, not for us. <laughs> um, anyways, I bring that up because they're making a sequel. Bron- Brahms, colon, The Boy 2. And then, hey, I know you're excited about this because it should have been out a year and a half ago. The New Mutants has a new trailer, which looks like the same as the old trailer, coming out in April. I was like, really? To theaters, not to Netflix oh. or any other streaming. Two actual theaters. But it's in April, so sure it's not a joke. <laughs> I know, right? God. It's like, you know that movie we're talking about? April Fool's. Who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? I mean, if it comes out, I'll check it out. But I thought it was done. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought they just, just yeah, I just canned it and said you know just stored it away and said yeah, yeah. we're we're good. Not even streaming services are gonna want this. But yeah, new trailer, man. So yeah, it says well, April. Yeah, I did watch the trailer. So. I mean, it looks interesting, but it's been like like you said a year and a half. <laughs> so that's yeah. never a good sign. No. Cause they ain't, they sure as hell ain't putting news. I mean, they're, you could, you seriously, in a year and a half, they could have like kept about 20% of that movie shot an entire second and third act yeah. of that movie, edited it, and then released it. 
Yeah. Plus special effects. And maybe just put that original cut as a bonus feature. Bro, right? To us. <laughs> well, we know they're not listening, obviously. No. But that wouldn't be such a bad idea for them. They might actually sell more copies that way. Look. True. Like this. You know, all the all those people release the Snyder cut. Yeah. Right. That's what they should do with Dark Phoenix. Like, let's see what you originally had. Let's see what you really wanted to do with it. Yeah. Oh, this was it. Huh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hate it for you. Yeah. Um so we've got a busy schedule coming up, just letting you know. So we are uh Patrick and I are gonna try and start we are gonna try and fulfill one of our goals. Um Starting up with uh, moving to weekly. So we are both excited about that. So we won't have any more of these. uh, Shouldn't have any more of these episodes that are over an hour, hour and a half at this point. And he can, you know, we can spread out our, our, our movies a little bit better that way instead of every two weeks. So, uh, which is good, especially this time of year. Right. Um, Because the Golden Glow is wrapped up. Um, SAG Awards are on the 19th and then the BAFTA Awards got announced uh, that'll be coming up uh, shoot and then the uh, Academy Awards get announced tomorrow or if you list, obviously when this drops will be it, they will have already been announced okay. uh, obviously because of we have to think in the future now <laughs> we can't be like 1917 and thinking filming in the past we have to think <laughs> recording in the future yes. Um so they will have already been announced. Uh, Academy Awards, obviously, in February. Um, we obviously want as many people to participate in that one, especially because we have something you could actually win if you win, like something physical. And we will ship. So, uh, some think about. Plus, we have some guests we're trying to get scheduled um, to come join us in either. Well, I would say in studio, but. Anyways, to join us for recording in right. person. There we go. In person recording. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and also via Skype. So we're got a lot of fun stuff uh, that we're trying to cook up. So not only, uh, once again, happy birthday, but also happy new year because oh, yeah. it's our first recording of the new year. Yes, happy new year. How about that? Oh, yeah. How about that? And to our new mascot, uh, Baby Yoda, that uh, my wife's brother, Ken Smatrilla, that... Uh, Sent us, I believe he 3D printed it, and he says it's a prototype, but it's pretty awesome looking. He'll be in the picture for uh, for the the episode, so be sure to check Baby Yoda out. Anyways, till next week, I guess. Yes. Awesome. Um, I am Jeff Hall. That is still trying to get over not being mad at going to see cats. (laughs) And I'm Patrick Terry, who's intrigued to see this to see if it has the same effect on me. But bad movies, I just got to watch now. After hearing you talk about it, I think I'm going to. I don't know when, but. Instead of seeing this movie, watch Josie and the Pussycats instead. That is a guilty pleasure. I love that movie. But that we'll save that. We'll save that one for a little. Rosario Dawson, Tara Reid, Rachel Lee Cook, um, Carson Daly, Alan, uh, Alan Cumming, Parker Posey. I can keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Seth Green, Brecken Meyer. Yeah. I think I've seen that. Oh, it's dude, I love that movie so much. Long. It's been a minute, but it's such a guilty pleasure. Yeah. We'll save that movie for another time. <laughs> Maybe a themed episode. Oh. <laughs> dun dun. All right. We will see y'all next week.